Lifting Leaders podcast, where we're unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Trisha Ryan, and together with Crystal Roberts, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we are exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. Hi, Trisha. How are you doing today? I'm great. Crystal, how about yourself? I'm awesome. Oh. And today we're going to be talking with a guest about something that we've never talked about on this podcast, hmm. which is beauty. Ooh. Well, you know, I may not be there, but I love that topic. Yeah, I know we're going to learn a lot. Why this may seem a bit of a departure from our topics in the past, our listeners will see really soon why we wanted to bring this topic mm -hmm. and this speaker to you. I'm excited about this. Our guest is Brett Bizek, and Brett has a 30-year career in beauty, specifically makeup and skincare. The first 20 years of his career he spent in California specifically in Beverly Hills at Saks, Barney, Neiman Marcus, and Jose Eber. Jose Eber. Wow. Yeah. In 2018, he came to the Northwest and became the regional specialist artist for Becca Cosmetics and Estee Lauder Company. When COVID hit, he and his partner decided to move to the beach and took time to pause and reflect and determine what their next steps in life would be. That next move was to start their own business, a unique boutique that they have recently taken on the road mm. as a traveling boutique and featuring extraordinary products in health and beauty, unique treasures, and specialty vintage and couture apparel. Ooh. Yeah, I love this idea of this <laughs> taking it on the road. I love that. So his career has allowed him to work with thousands of women from amazing everyday women to celebrities to help them feel their best. As Brett says, when you look better, you feel better. Mm -hmm. When you feel better, you're happier. When you're happier, you're more loving to yourself and others. And that is why we wanted to talk with Brett. Just like many of our past guests on this show have shared, when we are loving to ourselves and we can be more loving to others, that makes a better world. And that is what this podcast is all about. Oh, that is so true. I, this is great. We're, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. So welcome, <laughs> Brett. Thank you so Thank much you. for being here today with us. Oh and my gosh, thank you for allowing me to be here. Absolutely. absolutely. And um, we're really looking forward to this conversation. So Trisha, anything that you would want to say before we jump in? No, I'm just really excited about this. You know, we this is quite a departure from what we've always done. And this is just as relevant and just as important. Um, and for many people who don't really do a lot of self care, or, you know, think about what's going on in their their own lives. They're so busy being somewhat altruistic and trying to take care of others. And so I think this is a critical issue that needs to be, you know, looked at. So I'm really happy that it's happening today. Yeah. And the other thing I thought the timing was really great for this because, you know, the holidays are coming up and we all do want to look our best. But we, like you were saying, self-care with things being so busy mm -hmm. oftentimes falls to the side. And so this is a great time to think about what does that mean for me? A little bit of self-care during the holidays. So mm -hmm. important. Yeah. So let me start off and ask you, Brett, 
Tell us your story. Well, um, you know, when I when I think back at how things started for me and the career paths that I've taken, I, I remember when I would hang out with my mom and my mom and I were inseparable. Um, she was my best friend. She passed in 2000, but I, uh, I feel she's still always around me. But back when I was a kid, I would look at her in the car when we'd be on our way to the mall to get a taco or something and have lunch together. And I would look at her eyebrows. And I was, I remember I was probably about 12 or 13. And I looked up at her eyebrow and her eyebrow would, when she would turn in the light and in the sunlight, it would, it would reflect light like a little beacon. And I never understood why I could see that because I always thought, well, isn't that supposed to be filling in her eyebrow? I'm not supposed to see this like a little flash of light, but because brow pencil wax has a lot of mica in it and things like that, it can reflect light. And I was always kind of perplexed by it, by it. And I would look at her eyebrow and just go, hmm, to myself. Well, in sixth grade, I decided that my blemishes that were popping out when I was going through an acne phase, I didn't like them. And I decided that I was going to use my Clearasil, my tinted Clearasil to cover them up because I didn't want people to see them. I, I didn't want, uh, I wanted them, I wanted to cover them up, but I didn't want to use makeup because then people, I thought people would know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want people to know. I wanted it to be my little secret. <laughs> well, Clearasil comes in one shade of pink. And <laughs> I looked like I had Pepto-Bismol spots all over my face. Oh, no. And I was called out on it. Oh. I would use number two pencil in my eyebrows when I got like a cut in my eyebrow. And I had no eyebrow hair. I would take the number two pencil and I would fill it in and no one knew. Mm. And I thought, ooh, that's cool. I can do that. No, it's my little secret. Well, that has been kind of the foundation of why I do what I do in the beauty industry, which is to look like ourselves, to look, to make people look like who they are, but to enhance who they are mm-hmm. and to enhance more of who they are, because I really truly believe that beauty is our uniqueness, our individuality. Um, so that was the foundation of that career is just wanting to uh, look my best, but to also to look like I just woke up that way. And that's the kind of thing I like to transfer and to teach people how to do um, because the end result with that is that people look like themselves, but they just look healthier and better. And uh, they don't look, they don't look like they're covering themselves up or trying to be someone that they're not. Um, So that's a little niche that I've discovered is something that really isn't out there. I don't really know anybody that teaches what I teach or has the perspective I have. And I'm very grateful that I have that perspective to offer that. Not to take away the beauty industry's beautiful things that they do and all the dramatic things that they can do. I don't do that. So the people that don't want to do that, um, yeah. I get to share all the little secrets and the nuances of, of how to look great, but to also look like themselves. You know, it, it sounds like what you might imagine an artist would say when they're looking at a blank canvas and saying, you know, I, I can do something with this, right? Um, I love hearing that. I know a lot of people who do makeup, but they are not really makeup artists, you know, and so it's, it's interesting right. to hear your perspective. It, it sounds so much more creative. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 
Well, and I just play off of what nature gives people. You mm -hmm. know, I always say if it's if you call it God or nature, or whatever, I say it's a you know it's it's a dual effort here. I'm working with I'm working with God here because what people have is beautiful. So um, I'm just copying what you already have. So for instance, let's say you have really you know most people have some color in their lips that's kind of a rosy or a brown or a different color when it comes to lip color i will just show people how to add a little bit more of who they are on their lips mm -hmm. and they don't look like they have makeup on they just look a little bit fresher a little bit more enhanced cool. and those are the types of things that are really easy to do because you already have them built in um yeah. You know, people who have deeper skin tones um, uh, usually have more of those built-in features um, and are blessed with all of those things. And if you look at children and you look at the youth and you look at babies, they have so much of that. It's all built in. You know, you look at a baby's lips and they are glossy, pink, perfect lips. <laughs> like they have the perfect pink lip pencil blended in with a light little bit of gloss. And they, of course they don't make up on, right? Their lashes, dark, long, beautiful. Their eyes, crystal clear, their skin, perfect. They have blushed skin. They don't have blush on, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a difference. So I emulate what the youth have. And when it comes to individual people, I love to emulate what they had. So, I like mm -hmm. to take people back in time by just showing them who they were. And that's so easy to do if you just copy almost like a paint by number. <laughs> you just copy <laughs> what they've been given and you just add to it. You can't really go wrong. Um, so that's my little cheat is that <laughs> it's it's I figured out is that I really just got to go with the flow of who people are. Um, I'm a strict believer in enhancing who you are, enhancing people enhancing people's uniqueness not changing people and just people who they are not good point yeah great point yeah and i think that's yeah so important right is not trying to be somebody that you aren't but really looking looking deep into who you are mm -hmm. and saying how can i make this even better and i was thinking how aligned that is actually with what we do every day right and as coaches um around really helping people to return to themselves. It's, it's like a reveal, you know, yeah. it's like you're revealing yourself. And, you know, for so many people who have spent a great deal of their lives trying to craft something they aren't really, and exactly. then at some point in their lives, it doesn't work for them anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So this is that, this is that moment, yeah. right? Yeah. It's very confusing, I think, in the cosmetic world and in the beauty world when people go into stores and they're trying to figure out their identity yeah. Their identity is already there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But people in the businesses, they're not, people in the cosmetic industry are in that business to sell, not to service. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a combination in some places, but I literally could not stay in jobs because I wasn't selling enough to people products that they didn't need. Yeah. And I couldn't handle that. Mm -hmm. I, I am not in the business of selling to people. I am in the people in the business of helping people and having fun with people and making people happy and showing people how beautiful they are by just being themselves. You know, the whole revealing of that, you know, always comes into play again, going back to the lip issue. You know, I have this little trick that I do with the lips. I'm going to reveal one of my little tricks. So I do a reverse 
lip liner trick for ladies and I show or men too if they want to see it but and it works on everybody because it's undetectable but a great trick is to take some kind of a I use a mineral based uh, product that's a sunscreen and uh, it has coverage benefits too so I use that as makeup because it's the healthiest product I've ever come across in 30 years and it's my favorite product of all time but you can use anything to cover up the lip um, if it's a mineral or not, but you cover up the lips and then you pat it into the lips, whether it's a foundation or a concealer or a powder so that you can't see it anymore, but the lips are kind of muted out. And then you take a Q-tip or cotton swab and you take a little bit of, my favorite thing is face oil, any kind of oil blend, but it can be anything, makeup remover. You can lick the cotton swab. Some people just stick it in their mouth and, and wet it <laughs> that way. And that's easy, right? At home. But I love to use oil. And what you do is you take the oil on a cotton swab and you erase off the mm. lip, everything that's the makeup and reveal just your lip. And as you reveal the lip, it curves and carves out. I call it lip, uh, lip carving. And it kind of carves out the edge of the lip in such a perfect way. And you can fudge the line a little. You can make a tiny bit bigger and a tiny bit smaller, whatever you feel is the best balance for your lip. And what happens nine out of 10 times is I get done and I take off the product off the lip, revealing the, the client's lip color, only their natural lip color. And I'll put a lip balm on their lip, like a baby's shiny lips. And I'll hand them the mirror and they go, what lipstick tastes that? I love, love that lipstick. <laughs> And that happens all the time. And I'm like, that's you, girl. That's you. You are beautiful the way you are. You don't need all those lip glosses. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're fun for you, go for it. I love to have fun too with makeup sometimes. But if you're really trying to figure out the most beautiful you, just go with who you are. We're, we're, we're beautiful. We, we've been given what we've been given for a reason. You know, I don't think, I'm not in the business of changing uh, yeah. the creation of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Showing off who you are, you know, <laughs> so I love that. And it ends up taking so much less time because people aren't spending all the money on all the products and mm -hmm. doing all the layers and all that, because all you have to do is put lip balm on after that <laughs> trick and, and people are golden. I mean, I've had people go to events and weddings with just that trick and people go, what did you do to your lips? Did you get an injection? Because their lips are so perfectly plump and full and it's just them. It's just showing them how to show off who they are are without mm -hmm. covering themselves up because that's often a problem is people cover themselves with so much makeup instead of using it in a way that enhances them yeah yeah i love that and that really takes us i think into our next question is so from from talking with you obviously we know that you share our passion for making the world a better place and one thing that we've discovered through doing this podcast is there's not just one way to do that there's many ways mm. to make the world a better place Right. Everyone brings their own unique perspective to this and can utilize their own strengths and contributions to accomplish this. So tell us about your passion to make a better world and how you're doing that. And I think we've talked a little bit about that already, but anything you'd like to add there? Yes. And first of all, I love that you recognize that we all have our own unique offerings. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, I think that's so important because we get, you know, we, we, we feel like we have to do certain things in this life that are acceptable, but really we have unique things to offer. I love that you said that. So um, I think the most important thing is to uh, make sure that people know the truth. Um, and when it comes to the beauty industry, I think people need to know that it's really about 
selling products. It's about getting people to buy many things as they can sell to people, regardless of, of if that's a beneficial thing for them or not. And I think that's the big void that needs to be filled and talked about is that that's not accurate when it comes to fulfilling us. That's accurate when it comes to fulfilling those companies' mm -hmm. accounts. And that's fine if you want to be sales driven. That's great. But I think it's more integrous to make sure that you're helping people. And that's, that's where I think the need is in the industry is that when you go into a store and you see the latest trend that have fun with the trend, play with the trend, but really believe and really know that who you are as an individual is what you should be celebrating. And the other stuff is just fluff. And if we can know that, then we don't get caught up, I think, into comparing and, and being in style and being with the trend and having that right eyebrow, you know, that is all just a bunch of stuff to make people buy more stuff. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to, you know, I show people how to use three things usually for their whole face that take about three minutes on a daily basis if they want to do those things. And it saves people so much time and money and the thoughts of the processes of like, what do I do? You know, nobody teaches people how to do this. I know so many women, nobody knows how to do makeup. I mean, nobody teaches anybody. And if you go to makeup, you know, if you go to makeup counters or anything like that, they're not gonna teach you what's best for you. Usually, sometimes you get some people that do, but you're gonna, you're just gonna be like, you're gonna get home with, and how many times have I heard this where, I, where people say, I have a drawer full of makeup mm -hmm. I don't use. It's like, what, nine out of 10 women, right? Have a drawer full of makeup <laughs> they don't use. And that's where, that's what I'm trying to stop is from people wasting their money on things that they're not gonna use and get to get confused by all of uh, the things that people are saying out there when, when they're just great the way they are, so. Yeah, you know, that also brought to mind, and I'm gonna vary here off our script a little bit. When I first met you in the shop is mm -hmm. this, um, you have a term for it, I think it's, is it reloved, uh, reloved clothing? Yes, yeah. pre-loved. Pre-loved, pre actually, Stephen coined the pre -loved. term pre-loved, ready to be reloved. Ready to be reloved. I, I love that. that. Yeah. yeah. I that was great. <laughs> and I know that that's actually something that we've heard quite a bit about as we think about how to create a better world, how to take care of our world, is to make sure that when we have opportunities to do that, that we do, that we're not always going out and buying something new that is there something that we can actually you know recycle or mm -hmm. uh, right. around clothing it's a huge huge issue with what's going on in the world Every, right yeah. now yeah i totally agree everything you know i just was having lunch with my family here at the museum of flight in seattle at the cafe and i took all of our all of our you know plastic forks knives and spoons and i went into the restroom and i washed them mm -hmm. so that we can use them again you know I, that's the first time I've done that. I am not a perfect person, <laughs> but I thought, you know what? Why am I throwing these in the garbage? I don't have to do that. I can make a little difference. Yeah. Just washing them and using them mm -hmm. or taking my, you know, my salad dressing jar. Those are perfect for filling up with grapes later and taking them on a picnic, <laughs> you know, yeah. things like that, you know, instead of filling up the landfills. And when it comes to beauty, 
you know, and all the little tricks that I love to show people how to do to make themselves look their best. Um, it's, they are all tiny little things that no one really knows about that cumulatively yeah. have a big difference overall. And that's when people say, oh, my gosh, did you just go to the spa? Did you go on vacation? You look really good. You look rested. You look really fresh. What happened to you? Did you get some work done? And that's the, of course, being from Los Angeles, that's the, you know, that's what makes our ears sing. You know, that's music to our ears is when people say, did you have some work done? I mean, I'm from L.A. I love that. People say that to me. I'm just <laughs> around. I think that's great. Um, and, you know, we're not allowed to age in Los Angeles. It's not in our DNA that's right. um, to be allowed to age gracefully that we just don't use those terms. Um, but no, I mean, I'm being silly, but um, but truthfully, it's all the little differences I think that we can make on a personal level that are the most beneficial for this world. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we with everything going on, you know, it's like, how do I make a difference? What can I do to make a difference? I'm just one person, but it's amazing how much we can make a difference with every little choice we make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. You know, I think about, uh, I used to think that way was, you know, how could I personally make such a big difference for this earth? You know, or what is my one little thing I'm going to do make a difference really? But, right. but I have found, and in fact, Crystal and I have challenged each other and we challenged our listeners over the summer to do something that we thought would be um, you know, help the earth be sustainable, something that would be mm-hmm. good for, make us feel better too. And right. I started doing something as silly as composting because I never did ah. before. <laughs> and oh my word, now I'm like a composting freak. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and and I look for everything to be composted somehow. You know, there's got to be something <laughs> I can do. And I started donating plastic I don't use ch- I don't eat chips, but you know those kind of bags that have more than yeah. one layer in them. I'm now donating them to a, a different recycling company that takes them and does something really great for the earth too. And it's like I'm really I'm going to be so broke because I'm paying everybody to take everything out of my house to recycle it. But you know I do love the whole thing about clothing. I really do because I know that um, you know I've been pretty much a close horse over the last many years um, for yep. a particular reason, but um, but I've stopped. And it's hard for me sometimes to go into like a, a pre-owned or, a, you know, pre-worn oh. place and yep. find something that'll, number one, fit me, but will fit my style. But now it's like people aren't so into that either anymore. They're now starting to think about what what fits, and if it fits, let's make it stylish. Let's do yeah. something with it, right? And right. and that is so good for the earth. We've, we're putting so many pieces of cloth in the landfills right now, and there's nothing oh. you can do about it. It takes so long for it to be bi- biodegradable, and it's right. not always if it's got a lot of nylon and stuff in it. So, yeah. 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 Right, right, right. So what's been your biggest challenge that you've had to overcome to get where you are today? How did you do it? And uh, what lessons have you learned that you can share with us? Wow. Well, I, uh, that's a great question. I think the biggest challenge for me has been staying true to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I worked for, I've worked for many companies, worked for over a hundred brands. Uh, I've worked with a hun- over, well over a hundred brands, worked with, with many companies. And I have a quick little story for you. I was working at Barney's New York in Beverly Hills. It was a fabulous job. One day, 
a lady was shopping and she was at my counter and I was waiting on her and helping her. And she goes, you know, you're good. And I said, well, thank you. She goes, why don't you should come work for me? You can make a lot more money. And I said, well, do tell, who are you? <laughs> and she said, and she gave me her name. She had her own makeup business in Beverly Hills. And I quit my job and I went to work for her at her boot, at her little makeup boutique. Well, when I got there, I quickly learned that she was not in the business of helping people. She was in the business of selling to people. Mm. way more than I had experienced at Barney's, where we were pretty much left to do what we felt were, was best. We were pretty free at those stores. But at her store, it was all about selling people all these kits and these kits that would be massive, almost like a lunch pail, giant lunch pail full mm. of all this makeup. The makeup quality was very poor. The kits contained well over 30, 40 eyeshadows, you know, and they're fun for a little girl or for a little boy or for somebody who wants to play. Sure, go for it. Buy a fun kit if you want to spend $550 back then on a kit. Well, one day a lady came in and she was probably 85 years old, years young. And she came in and she had, she looked absolutely horrifyingly ridiculous because of the makeup they had sold her there previously. She looked like a clown. She had colors all over her eyes. She had all this blush on that look. She looked like it. I needed to help her. She needed to be helped. So I sat her down. I took off all of the makeup and I put this big, thick moisturizing cream on her and it plumped up all of her skin. And I showed her my favorite eye trick in the world, which is the Brett Bezik everything eye trick. And it's so cool. I got to show you guys sometime, but <laughs> I her the eye trick. And I used one thing on her eyes, one brush and one product. I used a cream on her face and I took one lipstick and I put it on her lips. And this is something my clients taught me very early in my career. I put it all over her cheeks. I put a little bit on her forehead and I rubbed it all in with the moisturizer and she looked beautiful. And I said, there you go. You're done. And she started crying. I'm going to cry thinking about yeah. it. She started crying and she said, that's all I have to do. I don't have to do the 40 eyeshadows every day. And I said, of course not. You're beautiful. Look at yourself. You look great. And she grabbed my hand and she said, thank you. Thank mm. you. And I'm like in tears. She's in tears. I'm like, what a moment. Yeah. And Valerie comes over to me and she says, why didn't you sell her a kit? Mm. Said, she didn't need a kit. She goes, well, you just lost a $550 sale. And I said, well, you just lost an employee. Doing it I for the right thing. Use people. I'm not going to work in this environment. And of course, I'm the oddball, right? You know, everybody else is like, what a weirdo. He didn't try to sell her the kit. And I'm thinking, what a weirdo to make something, to, to abuse someone into buying something they don't need. How is that satisfying to you? Mm. So it was people trying to push me into doing things in their box and to play the way that they want to play for the bottom dollar. And I'm not okay with it. I've never been okay with it. And I'm so glad I stuck to my guns because I am fulfilled with what I do. I love helping people. You know, I'll be working with a client and she'll say, 
wow, you're a good salesperson. I'm like, no, I really want you to only be happy and get the things you absolutely love and you're going to use. If you're not going to use it, I'm not going to let you buy it. <laughs> I am not in the business of letting you buy things you don't need. And that for me has been the most satisfying because I kind of feel rogue in a lot of ways. You know, I don't know a lot of people in the business that do what I do. And it's definitely a unique niche <laughs> that is needed in the business. And I'm very, very happy I got to discover that. And it's such an, I mean, I never would have predicted it, right? <laughs> I mean, my background is comedy, stand-up comedy, and now cosmetics, you know, and the meshing of the two, I mean, who would have thunk it, right? But <laughs> I really feel like it's just such a cool thing. It's like, how did this happen, God? You know, that I'm here and that I'm able to help people this way. But the overall thing is that people are just so much happier when they know that they're beautiful themselves and they don't have to, they don't have to buy into all the gimmicks. Yeah, absolutely. You certainly turned that challenge into something that kind of molded the rest of your life in a way, when you think about oh, it, that's a, absolutely. That's a huge learning right there. You know, just trying to, yeah. what a lesson. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah of so I'm, I'm going a little off script again. <laughs> she does this all the time. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so, Brett, a challenge that came to me, and it may not be so much for you, but I wondered, you know, when you in your career, and you've had a long career, you've had 30 years in this industry, mm-hmm. being a man in the cosmetics, skincare arena sort of industry, you were kind of a, a groundbreaker, I would think. Were there challenges around that? Um, well, the interesting with being a guy in the industry is that I feel like a lot of women who wear makeup, when it comes to helping other people, I think the easiest go-to is to do the makeup they do on themselves on their clients mm. because that's what they know. Mm. <laughs> I had a different perspective because I don't wear makeup. I don't wear, I mean, I'll wear a concealer under my eyes or some of my undetectable tricks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of things on today to make my, myself look as good as I can. But I don't do the things that I would do on a client on myself because we're all different. Yeah. So it gives me a fresh start to look at people as a fresh blank canvas and to really see who they are. And then also being a guy in the industry, I mean, I've dealt with prejudice a little bit throughout my whole life, um, just from the industry or whatever, you know, and I haven't had a, a huge deal of that in the business. So I haven't, you know, that hasn't been too difficult for me, but I think you still have to be a strong person to be able to sustain, in a business like cosmetics if you're a yeah. guy yeah, uh, because of those little things, you know, yeah. um, when people say, you know, oh, you do makeup, you know, I mean, it's, it's not that big a deal. Um, I think more important is my ability to look at people and, and to see who they are on a, you know, as a blank canvas and to see who they are as they are and uh, to not try to transpose my ideas for myself mm-hmm. on them. And I yeah. think that's why women tend to trust men a lot in the in the industry. I've had girls that I work with all the time say, oh, now you're here. I mean, they're not going to want me to do their makeup if you're here. Because <laughs> women tend to like to go to men. And I think a lot of it is that, that girls, I think, tend to just get into the routine of 
um, doing what they do for themselves a lot of times. I wonder yeah. if some of that is that, um, and this is a, a male-female thing, where you know women who confide or, or consult with other women, to your point, one mm-hmm. woman is probably trying to push her own style. But the other yeah. thing is that women compete a lot. And so mm-hmm. there's that, that rift a little bit that's going on. But in Absolutely. dealing with a man who's doing makeup, you have somebody who can give you an opinion that you care yes. about because women a lot of times tend to do their makeup for Absolutely. men, right? Mm. Yeah, yes. I hadn't actually thought about when that. When they really, yes, really yeah. when it's more, yeah, yeah. it's really about the women. Because men a lot of times don't see any of it, you know. They, right. <laughs> they don't see, they don't notice a yeah. lot of other things. But yeah. they do notice, surprisingly, they do notice when they're, when the people in their lives don't look like that. Like mm. when I would get done with a client. Mm, that's like for an event, I remember getting done with a client for an event. And she had never been, uh, as enhanced as I had done her makeup. And she was, for me, she had, she was pretty enhanced. When she was done and she went up to see her husband, he goes, oh, oh, you actually look really good. Wow. <laughs> so expecting her to look like, you know, a drag queen, which is fine if you want to look like a drag queen, but she didn't need to look, she didn't need all that makeup, right? She needed she was poor. She's gorgeous. She looked great. And when, when I got done, he really, he was like, wow, you look fantastic. He didn't say, wow, I, your makeup looks great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he saw her. Yeah. And, uh, that was really, I remember that moment very clearly. Um, and that was a big exclamation point. Like I'm, I'm doing something right here. Yeah. Love that. that. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to our next question. So everywhere around us, it seems like there's bad news, wildfires, crime, rising sea levels, the next wave of COVID. Sometimes it can feel difficult to stay hopeful, but we do. And we feel that that's really important. It's an important part of this podcast. So where do you see signs of hope and possibility in the world? Oh, my gosh, I see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. I think it's a matter of choice. I think seeing hope or seeing negativity is our personal choice. I personally don't watch the news. I don't get up and turn on the news. I don't watch any of the news channels. I want to know about current events. I just found out not too long ago about the Queen's passing. I was a little late and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be in, involved and enthralled in all the negativity. Uh, I don't watch local news. I don't need to know, you know, what's been happening as far as crimes around me. Instead, I can fill my time with talking to you. <laughs> I can fill my time with listening to your podcast and bettering my life. I can fill my time fill my time with walking around and saying, you know what? I expect miracles in my day to day. I expect wonderful things to happen in my day to day. Not just it could, but I can't wait to see them i can't wait to feel them and when i do that it magnifies it even more i think it opens it up to the universe to say well he's a believer you know let's let's show him and i really believe there is a power out there i don't try to define it but there Mm -hmm. is something negative and positive that we can feed into and i think it's up to us whether we feed that negativity or whether we say no and choose to be positive you know, people that cut off the news and all that ne- negativity that I've met, 
are really fulfilled, happy people. And I'm like, what world do you live in? Well, you don't live in the CNN, Fox News world. You know, yeah. you don't live in the political world. Mm-hmm. You don't live in that. You live in hope. And it's, it's a choice. Oh, I love that. You know, and Crystal and I have talked about this a lot, about it is all about choice. But you hardly ever hear people come right out and say that. So thank you for saying that, because I think our listeners can always hear can't hear it enough, right? Mm. And we live in a world right now where there is more negative for people who are willing to listen to it than there is positive. And Absolutely. it's only because it's the choice they make, right? So I Absolutely. love that you said that. Thank you. Oh. oh, yeah, absolutely. So looking forward, what are you really excited about? Oh, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> it's a good time to ask me that because uh, with everything changing with the times, uh, I'm most excited about not knowing. Mm. I love I'm that. most excited about not knowing. Honestly, it's like when I it's like when I go to movies. If I go to the movie theater, I don't want to know what the movie is. I don't even want to know the title. Oh, I, don't, I, walk out, I walk out of uh, what are they called previews. I walk out of the previews. I plug my ears like a little kid and I walk out because I want to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want everything planned out in their life, and I get that. Steven's more of a person. He likes everything lined up and planned out so that he can see it in the future. Oh, he is a little bit more of that. I'm a little bit more of the type that's like, I wonder what's going to happen today. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, it, I went through a very difficult time in my life. That was also ended up being one of the best times in my life. Difficulty usually goes hand in hand with learning for me yes. as my experience and has, it usually goes hand in hand with great growth, growth spurts and are necessary. Right. So uh, a quick, quick story. I, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia uh, from Los Angeles to help a friend and uh, work with a friend. And uh, it didn't work out. I spent two weeks working with her and working for her and it didn't work out. And I found myself homeless. I found myself penniless, unprepared because I thought I would be there for years working with her. And when that didn't work out and that fell through, I had no place to go and I didn't have any money from the time I had worked for her. She wouldn't pay me. And I was stuck. I was in a jam. I was in a place I had never been. You know, I'd come from Los Angeles where I had the, Arnie's New York job and the BMW and the she, 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 and all of that was gone. And I had to ask for help. I had to go to the city and find out about, you know, housing and food banks and all of these things that humbled me to such a degree. And every night when I would go home to my Airbnb that I would find miraculously that day and would have just enough money to pay for, I would get in that Airbnb and I would start crying (laughs) because everything was being provided for me, even though I didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. And knowing that I was going to be okay on a daily basis was so joyful that it was, it, it just showed me what's important in life. And it's about knowing 
that we're going to be okay. And I figured out on that trip and I ended up getting a job for Uber and Lyft and getting a car and driving 12 to 15 hours a day in Atlanta and meeting all these wonderful people. Atlanta is a great city, by the way, if you haven't been there, I encourage you to go spend time there. The people there are just full of love and spirit and have fun. I was in heaven and every day I would wake up and I would literally cry every night when I would call my friends from high school and be like, can I tell you the miracles that happened today? <laughs> because mm. I had no money. I had no way to get on the bus. I had no way to get to that job interview. And bam, I was provided everything I needed. And I figured out like I was working really, really hard to try to get myself out of that situation. That was one key element. The other key element was that I was being loving to myself and to others. For me, being loving to others is easy. I've loved being, I've loved being a loving kid when I was a little kid to everybody. I love, I mean, I was called kissy, huggy face when I was a baby. All I wanted to do was kiss and hug everybody. But being as loving to myself wasn't as easy. And I think that's a challenge for a lot of us that, you know, we call ourselves stupid and why'd you do that? You know, but we don't say those things to other people, right? So for me, I changed the way I treated myself as well as others. And I based my decisions in love. And when I did the love-based decisions and when I did the work I needed to do, and then the third part was letting it go and saying, okay, you got this, whoever's out there listening. And when that happened, oh my godness, the miracles would come to me so blatantly and so in my face. And so like, this is not a coincidence, Brent. This is a miracle that every day I, I recorded these. Actually, I have a log book of mm, the miracles. Wow, it's a great idea. Because I couldn't believe the things that were happening to me. And the ma- I call it the magic triangle. Faith, doing the work, and basing your decision, being a love-based person, being loving and kind, I think is the most important thing on the whole planet. It's the most important thing we can do. If we get if we get that, you know, then that's I think that's it. The, that's the gist of it. Just be nice, <laughs> make an effort to be loving and kind. Yeah. And when that happened, I discovered the magic triangle of life. It's just faith. Have faith, and then we don't have to worry about things. You know, you get to that red light, you miss that flight. And it's like great. I remember I went to the airport. And I missed a flight to go see my friend in Florida. And the lady said, oh, I went to the wrong terminal in Atlanta. It's a massive airport. And I said to the lady at the ticket counter, I said, can I get on the flight? And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. We just closed the door. You can't get on. I said, that's so awesome. <laughs> and she looked at me and she was like, no, I said, we closed the door. I said, I know, that's so awesome. I can't wait to see what else is going to happen today that I didn't plan. That's going to be better than what I planned. Mm-hmm. And when I, because it's true, because when I had everything taken away from me and I had nothing but faith to rely on, every day the miracles would happen. And it came to the point where like anything that came my way, I'm like, great, because when I'm trying to drive this train, it's not working. But when I, when I am directed by GPS that I, the first word I say is God or goddess GPS. When I'm directed by the universe, it's so much better than when I try to direct it myself, you know? Mm. So I think that was, it was just an invaluable experience that could not have happened had that difficult part in my life if that hadn't happened. So it was perfect, you know? It was a wonderful thing. 
um, that I went through that I had that I I didn't ever see coming. So, so Brett, what's next for you? So what's next is I mean we have I have a plan. Stephen and I have a plan, and we are letting then you know the powers that be guide us and direct us into more specific nuances of those plans. Okay, so right now we have our boutique, our fabulous unique boutique um, where we offer finds and things that you're not going to find pretty much anywhere else. Really, we, we vet things very, very well to make sure they're super high quality and, and great things, you know, really nice things uh, for people uh, to have. Um, and we're taking that boutique on the road. We're taking it to the people instead of waiting for the people to come to us. We're taking it to them. So we're mapping out our next year. You know, we're going to go, we're going to be at the Scottsdale Arabian Horse Show in February. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, in February, February, oh my. <laughs> freezing, you know, <laughs> so we get to do things like that. So our goal, we, you know, we sold everything we had. We've got a big pickup truck with big engine. We got a brand new toy hauler trailer to put all of our boutique in that has a backstage on it. So Ooh. we can have a stage. Oh, Steven right. has like 18 different things he offers, you know, besides what I offer. So between both of us, we, the sky's the limit. We're, we're, we're just kind of putting feelers out there as far as what we want to do next and seeing how it bounces off. But um, the unknown is really where we are because with everything changing so quickly with these times, I, it's a little bit easier for me to not put too many eggs in one basket to not get my hopes up about one thing and to mm -hmm. just go with the flow. Um, so that's where we are. And I, we moved, I love that. Uh, from we moved from Ocean Shores, Washington, to Bend, actually Sun River, Oregon, and uh, about two weeks ago. We've been there two weeks, and then that's our base hub, and then we're, we're, we are going to be branching out um, from there. Yeah. And, uh, I can't wait to hear what you're doing <laughs> a year from now. I think that'll be really interesting to see how, you, how your adventures have unfolded, because I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of adventures, which is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. You'll have to come I back and share, yeah, how it went. Oh, I would love to. So um, you have such an exciting future. I'm really excited for you, and I think this is such a unique idea that you have around bringing it to people. So if people are interested in knowing more about you or how to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Well, um, so our social media platforms are all being redone because we've switched gears. So we're not our mobile brick and mortar boutique. We are now our unique boutique on the road and we're calling it a Stephen and Brett experience. Mm -hmm. So that boutique is always going to be changing. We're going to be offering things you would never expect like comedy or hmm. inspirational read. I mean, all kinds of things with the arts. Steven's background is also the arts and, and music. And he's an accomplished pianist and, and pipe organist. And wow. uh, he has a grand piano we might put on the backstage and have little concerts. Um, so we don't know what we're going to do with the boutique. Um, but you just said the word that is the biggest word, I think, that Steven and I have been talking about. And that's opportunity. Um, the opportunities ahead are, are super exciting. So until our website is uh, back and current, um, people can connect with us and connect with me just by giving me a text or a call. We love working with people personally and personably um, over the phone. Steven and I love when people call us and say, hey, you know, 
I need to get this product. What do you think? Or what do you, you know, can you help me with this? We love to help people directly. So until people can shop directly or do things directly with the social media stuff and um, online, they can reach me by email at brett at stephenmarshallretail.com or they can just call me or text uh, me directly um, at my phone number, uh, which is 206-919-3439 is my my cell phone number. And I'm happy to talk to anybody anytime, really. You can call me at three in the morning. I'll be happy to talk. I'll be trying that this weekend. No. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, such a gift to have you on the show with us. I just really have enjoyed this time together. You're a delight. I think you are a delight. I I so enjoyed this. It was like, it was like, I don't know, therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Thank you so much for coming today. We so appreciate (laughs) it. Um, you're welcome. And thank you so much for letting me be here and uh, this opportunity. Um, it's, it's great. I really appreciate you guys letting me do this. Thank you. Well, we wish you much success. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Thank you so much. You too. And thank you for the, having this podcast. So awesome. You guys are doing this. So that's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Wow. That was awesome. I thought that was so much fun. It was so much fun. I love that. I love the fact that it was a little different than what we normally have in our podcast, but um, I certainly learned a lot, and I loved his spirit, and I loved the fact that, like like several of our other guests, it really comes down to love, mm-hmm. and that's how we make a better world, and, and for sure we agree with that. I love Brett's spirit. He is um, – he's – He's one of those souls that is going to bring out the best in other people. And he does that in so many ways, not just with makeup. He does that just with his interactions. So I thought that was just beautifully done. And I'm so glad we had that opportunity to to visit with him today. Yeah. So let's keep the conversation going. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can find us on all our social media channels at lifting underscore leaders. There are so many exceptional podcasts coming up, more with fantastic guests, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It's free. If you know someone who might find this episode inspiring, share it with them, text them, email them, or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram or tag us at lifting underscore leaders. If you'd like to know more about us, our guests, or the show, please go to our website at liftingleaderspodcast.com. You'll find show notes there as well. If you're looking for help in developing your leaders or would like a growth opportunity yourself through leader coaching, please contact us through our website at www.liftingleaderspodcast.com. Thank you to Ari Chance Roberts for his technical support of our show. And lastly, please subscribe to our podcast. It is absolutely free. Thank you so much, Crystal. This was really fun. You brought Brett to us, and I think that it just turned out to be such a a delightful morning. It was fun to do it with you, Tricia. Thank you to our audience. We are so happy that you listen, and we want to encourage you to continue to do so because it just gets better. Find ways every day to lift each other up. Have a great week. Bye.